Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Faking Movies. That worked out. Thanks, Seth. I needed that. I'm joined. My name is Lee. And I am joined by my dear friend Seth, who he of the mouth sounds. <laughs> la 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 la. A hey, real Neil Segura, if I've ever met one. Um, <laughs> he's that guy, right? Sure. Neil Sadaka? No, there's a guy mm. who does albums and it's uh, all remixes, but he calls them like mouth sounds and mouth noise. Like, that's the. I don't like the sound of that. No. That sounds you know like that, something Zach would be into. You know that remake yeah, of Bustin? That remake no. of Ghostbusters theme that I really like that just goes bustin', 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 bustin'. Yep. No. <laughs> I think friend of the show Lucas introduced it to me. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> he makes mouth sounds. Just how about this one? A regular Michael Winslow. There that's, we go. That's, that's the a cultural reference choice. I understand. Yeah. Fine. Ooh. Try to class this joint up a little bit, but you All know, right. we always have to talk about the police academy movies. <laughs> It's because they're very interesting, and I think they're important. <laughs> well, all right, fair. <laughs> also joined by Zach. What's up, Zach, my dear friend? Not much. Drinking these Bud Light seltzers. They are liquid, Putrid. I think. Yeah. They are gentrified malt liquor. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, you were that, s- that is literally it, yes. You were saying they've, they've, they're undercarbonated. Yeah. If at all, I don't know. I heard a hiss when I opened the can, but you sure wouldn't know it. Uh, guzzling one of these down, so oh boy, hmm. oh boy, who knows? Yeah, uh, for real smooth, like Colt forty-five. Oh, Works thanks, Billy D. Williams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, before I forget, it's episode one ninety-five, I believe. And check mm-hmm. out at Faking Movies on Twitter because Mary Hall works very hard. Me, I'm drinking a, a Michael Jordan-sized <laughs> glass of tequila. Just. Straight up, huh? Yeah, just <sighs> well. I mean, this is like a two thirds gone at this point, but um, sure, just like you, two thirds gone. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a cool feel. I like that that energy. Well, I got I bought this really nice. I'm you know I'm a mezcal guy. That's mm. and that's how we're gonna make our fortune someday on the on the Isle of New Zealand. God's uh, it's, it's true. Yeah, uh, continent so, actually on the continent of Zealandia. Okay. Ooh. Well, we have to learn all this of shit. Atlantis was an island. <laughs> um, Hail Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> so I'm usually a Mezcal guy, so I like that burn. Um, mm. But Seth recommended this uh, this really nice tequila, and I got to say, mm. it's a smooth, smooth experience. <laughs> Such a smooth... It's an anejo, so like, of course, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's yeah. real, real smooth. But yeah. ooh. Hey, Don Julio, I will talk about your product as much as you want. Send it to me. <laughs> uh, liquor sponsorship. Can you even imagine? Oh, oh my God. No. Yeah. Be... What, is there a liquor sponsorship we would turn down? I mean, there's one I would turn down, I know for sure. Is Jaeger it Bud Light fucking seltzer? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh shit. Maybe Jaeger. I, I do not like Jaeger. Yeah, um, Goldschlager? 
I, I have a 15 plus year old bottle of Jaeger uh, that I don't think that stuff ages. Yeah, like oh yeah. no, it's just I don't original recipe. Put it in there. <laughs> yeah, so, I think at this point it's extra crispy if he's open. Yeah, it. an exactly. unknown blend of herbs and spices. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's the whole secret. That, behind, that's kind of how they yeah, do it. Yeah, behind herbal what? liqueurs. Um, <laughs> No, my uh, my former congressman, who was a piece of shit, owns a, oh, yeah. owns a distillery near where I live, and it's mm. like you know, hmm. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you keep your money. That guy it's did a... fucking suck. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what have you guys been doing this week? <laughs> oh, dying a little more every day. That's kind mm. of the game. Yep. It's like I'm a James Bond movie, except you know, like a knockoff James Bond movie. So you're the, no cool the title of your, in your face and the title yeah. of your James Bond movie is dying a little more every day. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a knockoff James Bond. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just him doing paperwork after one of the other movies. <laughs> it's not oh, by God, Eon Productions. Reports. Yeah. It's so not many by Aston Martins. It's all it's a not by, It's not by Eon Productions. It's by Ion Productions and oh. the producer isn't Albert Cubby Broccoli. It's Albert Chubby Cauliflower. Cauliflower. I was thinking okay. cauliflower. Okay. <laughs> or or Brussels sprouts. It's all the it's uh, all the same plant. Basically. Cruciferous. Yeah. All that brassica. <laughs> I mean, technically it mm. is. It's all the same species. It's just we've selected them to do different things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is this is a cursed app, boys. We yeah, are I mean, I'm sure everyone could tell. Like, I'm 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 up this week, and I am not confident or happy about what I wrote. It sounds like these boys don't have a lot to say about the real movie either. I mean, um, eh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I've been What's doing this week? I started reading The Shining. Oh. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's. Sick. I thought you asked, and everybody said definitely no. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked the movie okay. Doctor Sleep. Even though mm-hmm. I hate the movie The Shining, so I thought maybe I'll read The Shining and then read mm. Doctor Sleep. But sure. wait, the, the the Shining movie was by a little director who did another movie that we want to make Zach watch. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck me, yeah. <laughs> Called <laughs> Barry Lyndon. That's right, everybody. We're trying to get Zach to watch Barry Lyndon so we can, can record I... a very self-serving mini episode. Yeah, can I just fake it so I don't have to? Is that like that's the thing we do every week? I don't know if there's we enough just do famous that. people in it. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. we could just give you names, but I don't think it'd be very compelling for yeah. you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I want you to see it. Yeah, I want you to see it too because I think I, I like to I share in our friendship with things. But Zach, oh, I fuck. think I think you will enjoy it. I was so skeptical. I was so skeptical, mm-hmm. and then uh, I joined the cult. See, I mean, I, I, I mean, thing. I. This is the thing. You remember how I've always said, if I was in a cult, if I was like a, a top level guy in a cult, I wouldn't be like the guy who actually makes the decisions or makes things happen, but I would be the mouthpiece. I'm the mouthpiece and I'm waiting on Seth to convince you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, Lawrence of Arabia was a surprise hit. And yeah, so, I, it's, who knows? This is, yeah. this is not like 2001. This is that movie like, can get fucked. Yeah. I yeah. like that one too. I mean, yeah, I mean, the world likes that one, but oof, not for me. No, yeah. it's not like that. It has, it has, more things happening. In fact, maybe too many things happening, but it's Ooh. not too many. It's the perfect amount. It's incredible. It's so uh gets you gets sucks you right in. It's a good pitch, boys. I gotta I'm, say. I'm really goddamn surprised because I was 
not interested for the first 10 minutes and then i actually sat down and watched it and, <laughs> and then there like, were three and a half more hours of it oh <laughs> huh uh, okay. all right let me let me pour another michael jordan style <laughs> pass of tequila <laughs> yeah. gonna have to get real faded to watch this one. <laughs> um, i don't think i even needed to i'd watch this on a plane shit oh i'd watch I've, people I've do it. paperwork on a plane i'd <laughs> no, what I mean is that it's that it's a movie where, much like Lawrence of Arabia, where being distracted makes it hard to watch. Oh, right. Okay. So you got to really breathe it in. So if you have blinders it on, is, it gets you. It it hooks you so deeply that you don't even feel the urge for distraction. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I looked at my phone until at, until the intermission because there's an intermission. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw this. Ass. So the first time I saw it was in a movie theater because they were like, it was like a free showing at a Alamo d- oh. does like, you know, free classics show. And you, you, you buy a food uh, voucher, basically, you know. I was just, yeah, if we if we show a three and a half hour movie, we'll get a lot more beer money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smart. Alamo. Well, so the, the toilets the- cost money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jokes on them. It was me, my partner and two other people in the theater. Anyway, oh, um, yeah. we yeah. we went to this this showing and the intermission came up and my partner went. Holy fuck, how long is this movie? <laughs> you did not tell her of this? And she <laughs> left. We had yeah. been talking about seeing this movie for a long time before that, and it was like, oh. this is the only way we're ever going to watch it. And sure. Yeah. I mean, um, Kubrick so feels good. like a real, like, see it on the screen, 70 millimeter kind of Well, and that's that's guy, how so. I finally learned to love 2001. Mm. Yeah. Or the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I um, mean... So, uh... Back from the digression, Lee, tell us about reading The Shining. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> basically, I don't know. Oh, well, we're you guys, two levels deep on the digression. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm so pandemicked out of my mind at this point that yeah. I am like, when I yeah. first had to go back to work, I was like grinding my teeth, living every day on the edge of like, what the fuck is going to happen to me? This is insane. I'm only mm-hmm. here because I need health insurance. And the fucking mm-hmm. thing about it is if I get sick, this is where it's going to happen. Like oh, yeah. it yeah. was, yeah. it was literally a catch 22, mm-hmm. but anyway, I'm so desensitized to it now that I've been like seeking out scares. Like I've been <laughs> just, just trying to feel to find... again. You're just I'm, sitting I'm... at home burning yourself with cigarettes. <laughs> Guys, I'm 250 pages into this book and there ain't no scares yet. Uh, I mean, oh, the actual shining is kind of like that. How like, it's how, a lot of boring. How long is the novel? It's like six hundred and fifty pages. Oh, mm. a paltry six hundred and fifty. I know. <laughs> I've read longer books. <laughs> like, does does the novel psychologically damage Shelley Long too, or is that just? Uh... Oh, I feel it coming on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sad stuff. Really <laughs> establishing this family is what they're doing mm. so far. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah, I think there are quite a few differences between the novel and the and the movie version oh. in terms of well that sounds promising i mean least. i'm roughly up to like what it, from what i remember minute 15 of the movie at this point so. oh fuck <laughs> wow yeah they really raced through the the establishment of the story in the movie but yeah that makes sense i mean it's it's mostly kubrick setting up ambiance like yeah. oh it's a creepy empty hotel where you work by yourself not mm-hmm. unlike my office where i work by <laughs> myself that's speaking true. of pandemic nightmares yeah mm-hmm. yeah it is you're, full of you're ghosts. living the dream i was i was uh i think it was Tuesday morning, I was sitting there and a bunch of boxes fell over in the copy room. And I just assumed it was the ghost. And I was like, all right, (laughs) if it's my time, Phantasm, let's do it. Say, 
If Ghosty can knock over those boxes, Ghosty could damn well pick up those boxes. I know, right? <laughs> Already got enough fucking jobs around here. Yeah, good goddamn. <laughs> Although, if you got enough of them floating around the office, you could feel the softball team. Hey. Oh, field of dreams. Busting, 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 busting. I was going for Ghosty on third, you know, when you don't have enough people to play um, and somebody has to bat. Sure enough, yep. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is this a basis balls reference? Yeah, Seth, you see, when yep. you're a kid and you have friends, but not 18 of them, and you want to play a sports <laughs> sometimes. Oh, Seth looks so sad. <laughs> Doesn't want to do it. Uh, I didn't have friends. Shoot, I was making a joke about how you didn't play sports. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll have a catch next time we're all hanging out together. Oh. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> oh, man. I hope it's catch catch a ball of mushrooms because that'd be very fun okay i was gonna go for i hope it's not a catch 22 <laughs> but uh, call back yeah yeah kind of. god the t is so low <laughs> all right well that effectively turned right. digression lee what uh all what right lee this spill week? this yeah. tea yeah <laughs> oh yeah i learned that tea. from my 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 young employees that's a thing that people say really it, it's a archaic phrase that came back Oh, I didn't know it was an old phrase. Yeah, it's an archaic <laughs> phrase. It's um I mean, it's British mid uh mid 19th century. Hmm. New so. digression. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to digress more than that, but that was the original and then I I guess kids were reading their Jane Austens and mm. their various Brontes and decided to kind of doubt back. it, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I should I feel like I should read Wuthering Heights. I've never read it before. That is my father's favorite novel, which is... I think you said that recently. Which is yeah. baffling. Huh. Because, He's just like, such a big Kate Bush fan. I, I get it. Oh, yeah. I think... I think Aren't my, we all, though? I think my <laughs> oh, dad I is am. just... I think my dad is just a huge weirdo. Uh, yeah. That Aren't we all, though? Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> he has two PhDs and five master's degrees, so... Yeah, I feel like adjusted as... to living in the, the world isn't isn't a qualification he could list yeah, on his CV. Yeah, and they're in, like, <laughs> they're in, like, physics, various yeah. kinds of physics. He um, he's set the path for the Fart Noise clan, and you have followed Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I have more degrees than my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that what a guy. What a dummy. <laughs> He's only got <laughs> he's only got one degree and makes a ton of money. No, he has three degrees. But oh um... shit! Well, fuck you. <laughs> like like a an already surprising number. <laughs> oh dear. But he don't got five. <laughs> Wackety smackety do. Yeah, I'm all I'm walking oh. around here with two. Fuck me, right? Like fucking plebe. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, hey, we do please... we? Do, what's what's our show about? <laughs> I couldn't tell you anymore. Who cares? Let's just do this. I don't fucking yeah. care. Is this our format change? This season three, like what? <laughs> it's just trash. Season three is just talking about bullshit. That one it's Friday, a... they just all lost their fucking minds. <laughs> it's just a dark spiral from there. That's it, everybody. Back to episode one. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh, what you got lee what we yeah doing? please all right you guys gave me something called judgment night with an, an n not a k with an n yeah Important yeah <laughs> that's the thing is i kept typing it with a k even though my story had nothing to do with that um and now i'm kind of wishing that i had um that i had just figured out something with night with a k 
like mm-hmm. a Knight's Tale or something cheeky yeah. like that. Is what you're yeah, saying. or like... Um, uh, Judge Dredd, except medieval. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I was thinking like, you that know, is cool. uh, Arthur, Lancelot, and Guinevere in uh, in fucking Divorce Court or something. That would have been... Oh, oh that uh, is... What if, they did, what if we did Knight Court with the oh. Arthur legend? All right, off the dome right now. Do it. Okay. I mean, I just did it. Like now, yeah, Harry Anderson okay. <laughs> is is gonna get resurrected to play Merlin, who is the judge who does close up magic, just like <laughs> Harry Anderson did on Night Court as oh, the yeah. judge. Yeah. That, now it's got some us stink on it. That's good. Uh, John Larroquette <laughs> is still gonna play the slimy lawyer. Um, oh yeah. He's, he's probably gonna be. Uh, I don't know, Sir Robin. I, I I don't know all the knights' names. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's not going to be Gawain because he's no, too. Of course, he's too good and pure. Yeah, no one, <laughs> no one in that show could be Gawain. Yeah. Uh. So Bull would be Boar, like Sir Boar. Like, yeah, absolutely. for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe is there a Tristan in there? Do you see Zach's eyes glazing over as we go through <laughs> our night court, our Arthurian night court fantasy casting? I'm just just like... singing Kid Rock songs in my head like an asshole. Every time. <laughs> yeah, I, it, the mind oh, wanders. Zach yes. is chilling the most right now. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my yeah. one of my movies. I'm gonna ah, say yes. that right now. Ten, ten, I ten. That. I, love that uh, I think uh, I think friend of show Jeremy uh, made a, a Terminator Three joke out of it. Judgment Night. Oh yeah, uh, he, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, which is also better than what I came up with. Um, uh, you know. All right. Okay. Well, give us the actors we gave you. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. gave me Judgment Night with uh, Dear God, Emilio <laughs> Estevez. Mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr., yep. Dennis Leary, Jeremy yep. Piven, and Mr. Whitey Ford sings the blues himself, Everlast. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you could, for a second, imagine watching a movie where you're either watching both Jeremy Piven and Dennis Leary or one of them at any given moment <laughs> for an hour and moments. 40 minutes. And Sound then I awful. hid all the guns in the house. <laughs> Sound awful. Um, yeah. I did find out... <laughs> I actually did do a little research for this, and I, in the course of doing this research, I found out that I share a birthday with two cast members of this movie. Oh, um, right, yeah. Both Dennis Leary and Everlast have the same birthday as I do. Ooh, I'll take one over the other for sure. Yeah. Wow, what I, a I way knew to about Dennis yourself. Leary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fun. Uh, who cares? I used to care about that. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> About I Dennis still. Leary? Yeah, that most people yeah. feel like that. A friend of the show, Austin, <laughs> yesterday told me that uh, when the pandemic's all over, he wants to throw me a birthday party in which he cooks me an elaborate meal, but then while it's cooking, he lets me just do a bunch of mez and then <laughs> clean it up because <laughs> that's what I do. I like to do all my mez and I like to clean it all up before we eat. <laughs> I do all the mez before I start cooking. I do all the cleaning before we start eating. Sure. Oh, I mostly do that too. I I love that mise en place. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cleaning before you eat is great because once you sit down, you're like you don't want to think about it. It's all no. yeah. You're already two MJ sized glasses of tequila into the evening. You don't. That's want true. To I'm to not going to be able to thing. walk later, so I process. I can't clean. That would be ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So those are my cast. Um, yep. That's a hell of a so, cast for a movie that barely exists. <laughs> yeah. I could tell it barely exists. Yeah. Did you yeah. see the cast? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, um, it depends on a certain time and place in the universe. I was going to say, in the time that this came out, these people were quite famous, I think. Yeah. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Emilio's peak is arguably late 80s, early 90s, at which point Cuba and Dennis and Jeremy were all 
acting, but not famous yet. Like, not household names. Certainly. Man, I want to watch a movie called Emilio's Peak so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. It's right next to Dante's Peak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And Emil- just outshines everything. Yeah. Emilio does the voice of Emilio's Peak, and Martin Sheen does the voice of Dante's Peak. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So and then Lee, there's you the are... Charlie Sheen somewhere. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah, that one has a lot of powder on top of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fresh powder, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lee, you, I like your line of reasoning. Uh, you're a little bit off. Instead of it being Emilio's peak, it's sort of everyone else's peak, and Emilio is a bit past his prime at this point. Yeah. Um, okay. This okay. this comes into some of the trivia later as well. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, so what I'm thinking is uh, a mockumentary style setup. So kind of a Christopher Guest feel, but like a little more dark and depressing as opposed to comedy. Um, okay. Our version is not going to have much affection for these subjects. Like one of the okay. hallmarks, I think, I, I feel like I remember hearing Christopher Guest say he doesn't like the people refer to his movies as mockumentaries because that implies that the movies are making fun of instead of joking with the characters. Mm. Um, this movie hates its characters. It's so just it's a, a it's just a fictional documentary. Um, Man, there must be a term for this, but I cannot come up with the proper. Roots. Well, Christopher Guest's term that he likes better is faux documentary. Um, oh, but okay. it's not super catchy. No, but this one this yeah. this one is antagonistic towards its characters, right? I don't so... know. I, I don't know that's antagonistic. I guess the you'll see what tone I'm going for. Okay. But like, it's is this a p- a f- fictional documentary played straight? And the thing that's going on is the characters are not likable. Would you sure. say that is a poem? A tone poem? I don't Ugh. think so, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to, this this documentary this is going to paint all these people as shitty dudes. So um, we're going to follow each person uh, in turn. And it's going to, you know, obviously intercut with different people's stories. Like, you know, we'll get a piece of this story and a piece of that story and a piece of that story. Um, as they're preparing for some sort of competition. But in mine, we're not going to get to know what the competition is, at least until the end. Uh, we're mostly mm. going to focus on the people. So uh, we're going to open up with, you know, our filmmaker. Uh, and I think Everlast is going to play the filmmaker. Mm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he is uh, by far the most likable of all these people. Well, and that is why he is the most, <laughs> yeah. obje- he's the least objectionable person, at least from cursory Wikipedia-ing. Sure. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's going to give a statement about how the original intent of the documentary was uh, preparation for this contest. But as they got to know their subjects, they realized what their real story was and some sort of line about it being like an untempered look at despicable men. Um, okay. So we're going to start with Emilio because he is the one who has the least skeletons in his closet. And, and when I say that, I mean in the real world. Yeah. Um, it, it so must we, be nice when your brother is Charlie goddamn Sheen. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. But we're going to see uh, he has most a mostly quiet family life. He's divorced, but on relatively good terms. He's not terribly close with his kids, but he's not an absentee parent. Um, he's the closest thing to a hero the movie's going to have. So throughout, we'll have his segments um, where we just kind of see a portrait of a quiet dude who enjoys trying to be creative. Um, and we're going to use it as a way to kind of make us feel a little better after spending time with like active, horrible shitheads. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. 
So these segments are going to, you know, move back and forth between each other. Um, so, I'll, But for the purposes of simplicity, I'll just give you a rundown of what each person's sections will be like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Cuba, he's charming. He was beloved at one time and super charismatic. And you can really see that he cares about his craft. But over the course of the movie, we're going to learn about just a mountain of sexual assault allegations. Um and huh. over <laughs> over the course of his sections, it's going to move from what we hear is like a one-off accusation that he's kind of taken aback from to a just clear pattern of very evil behavior. These are based yeah. on real life, guys. Yeah, you're not um, so much making a fake documentary as like a kind of real documentary. Well, I guess the <laughs> frame of of the ending is is what the fakeness is. Mm, okay, because okay. um, they are playing characters. They're just characters that are based on what they actually did. Yeah, um, that's a that's a fun casting thing where they're reading the script, going, "Uh oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I already signed on for a three picture deal." So yeah, t- <laughs> too bad I already took my advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dennis fancies himself a very liberally minded guy but as we get deeper into discussions it's clear that he really has a venomous view of progressive beliefs and uh, what he says is at best a put on and then right before we get to the competition we learn that he very likely uh, heavily plagiarized all of these beliefs that he espouses from a dead colleague <laughs> um, we're doing um what's the guy that died in the 80s uh, bill hicks Bill Hicks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Dennis Leary apparently plagiarized almost his entire routine. That's what I've heard. And they were good friends, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, very now, close. do we get a full rendition of the asshole song somewhere in the middle? Or? No. Uh, no, we couldn't uh, We couldn't afford it. Okay. That's fair. Mm, yeah. 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 I don't remember um, what the budget was. Probably this, so. for the best, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, which yeah. apparently the asshole song uh, was based on a bit he stole from Louis C.K., so... Wow, yeah. <laughs> what a cunt. Okay. Yeah. Confusing. <laughs> um, so uh, then we get to Jeremy Piven. He's got a boisterous personality and he's very magnetic, but under this is a very thinly veiled manipulative personality. Um, there's mm-hmm. allegations of groping and other types of assault that arise throughout his sections of the movie. Uh, and he even uh, at one point sets up a lie detector test to prove that he's just a really good guy. Um, but, uh, the overwhelmingly, this is just a look at a dangerously manipulative person, uh, is what we find out about him. Also, that's true. He set up a lie detector test to prove that he couldn't have done those things people said about him. It's really (laughs) easy to cheat a lie detector test when you're Especially when you're a fucking sociopath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They just don't work. Yeah. Or an actor. Let's be generous and say, or an actor. Like, oh my. Mm. I mean, yeah, you're quite generous in calling Jeremy Piven an actor. (laughs) (laughs) He does play himself for his entire career, yeah. Yeah, so it it would seem so, yeah. Yeah. Um, So finally, we're going to get to the competition. We have all the men and then some other people, men and women, who we haven't met yet, waiting Mm -hmm. in the wings to come on stage and be introduced. And that's when we learn what the competition was. They're all up for Teacher of the Year. Uh, so that's real good yeah real dark right (laughs) yeah so then we go back to everlast and like we find out that none of them won but they're all still in the classroom shaping minds spreading (laughs) hurt and being protected by the system and then he looks right at the camera and goes now you really might know what it's like to have the blues (laughs) 
<laughs> you absolute mad lad. Oh, that's fun. I think that song definitely hadn't come out when this movie was released. <laughs> well, that song is from uh, like the late nineties, so Yep, then that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Seth, that I was a get it. That was an everlast song. That was his yeah. probably his biggest hit after House of Pain broke up. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. also only had one hit, so uh, Jump yeah. Around. That's the one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Pringles commercial song. Yeah. <laughs> to some, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he also had a hit on uh with, with Santana from remember that Santana album, oh, Supernatural? Leave your, leave your, Turn lights, your lights, on. lights on. Turn yeah, your lights so, on. Yeah. Or leave them on, I don't remember, yeah. I only remember the fucking um, Matchbox 20 guy. So That's why we couldn't afford the asshole song, because I did that just now. Oh, uh, yeah. Santana, I, weirdly litigious. Uh, yeah. I uh, don't get that. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that was Judgment Night. <laughs> I really enjoy the extremely late reveal of the entire point of the movie. That's a fun mechanism you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, mostly I wanted to point out that all of these people uh, are bad. Yeah. yeah. Again, it would be hard to get anybody on board for this, but uh, I like the general idea for sure. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, I, I've been watching Toast of London lately and I saw an interview mm-hmm. with, um, with uh oh my god why can't i remember his name i feel matt so barry? bad now. matt barry thank you <laughs> uh with matt barry where someone's like oh are these based on people he goes yeah they are and it's like oh and i bet you, i bet they like know when you see them he goes nope they never do they always think it's someone else <laughs> wow uh-huh. <laughs> that's great Yeesh. yeah that is pretty good oh my there's um, a, it's very easy when you work in a i think when you work in a, a career that is built around like a uh, creating a, a personality or a, a brand for yourself. It's very easy to delude yourself from seeing oh, yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Very I true. can see that. Which is what your um, movie is trying to tackle. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Wow, I had never seen the, um, the, the poster for this fucking movie because, yeah. boy, does it not make sense. It doesn't. It's complicated. Okay. Uh, hey, it Lee. is extremely nineties, though. I'm yeah. looking. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up now while you talk. All right. So. Well. Well. Wait. Wait. Before you look it up, let me read the IMDb one sentence summary. Okay. Okay. This is Judgment Night, 1993. Four friends on their way to a boxing match get caught in heavy traffic, so they take a shortcut in order to get there faster. Unfortunately, it is this like them a, a witnessing a murder, which leaves them running for their lives. <laughs> yep. Wait, yeah, let again, me get through the, the goddamn sentence. The first <laughs> that covers the first fifteen minutes of the movie, as uh-huh. always. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Stephen Dorff is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby Dorff. He's just a little baby. Oh, you guys should have gave me Stephen Dorff. We thought we about considered it. Considered it. But... Uh, Peter Peter Green would be the other kind of that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perennial yeah, villain of all movies. He's yeah. is he in Pulp Fiction? Peter Green. Uh, his face seems like it might be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. He's he's Zed, and he's also the bad guy in huh. the mask. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, sure enough. Yeah. Oh yep. boy. Um. All right. So I have a very slightly longer version. Um. So a bunch mm. of dudes get together to go to the boxing match. Uh, Jeremy Piven conned this RV dealer into giving him an RV. Yeah, uh, it was pretty is, nice. 
it was nice for 93 for sure yeah um jeremy piven is a total piece of shit as always um you don't say yeah mm-hmm. so they're going to the boxing match trying to avoid the traffic uh, get cuba off. is wearing a old school purdue letterman jacket yeah that Ooh. i recognized because it had the griffin insignia which mm-hmm. was no longer used after 2003 well that's fun fits the time yeah also, we it was got way you, cooler. This is an episode of Uni Watch now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I guess. Uh, yeah. So they it's get a show off the about highway. uniforms. Seth sports uniforms. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, both of you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So they get off the highway into what is essentially like Beirut. Like it is. The, if Skid Row had a Skid Row, it would be. It's like in Chicago. That. It takes place in Chicago. Mm. Is it? I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if 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 uh, uh, Cuba is wearing a Purdue sweatshirt and they oh, like yeah. they end up like driving underneath the L, like it's Chicago. Oh, there is a bunch of L shots. That's true. Yeah. 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 You don't have an L in Lafayette. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's real bad. It, it's like post-apocalyptic bad. Um. So he isn't, Piven is driving, not paying attention. Just like the Republicans want me to believe about modern day Chicago. Mm, well, that's true. <laughs> um, Piven is also drinking excessively this entire yeah. time. Everybody else is having beers and he's slamming Stoli just like. Just straight. Neat. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, something. So here's the thing that I've been noticing lately in movies and TV. In real life, people who drink straight vodka as their drink, it's because they're alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Like, that is, it is the most efficient way to be an alcoholic. Yeah. Because there's no reason to do it otherwise. It doesn't taste like anything. There's no enjoyment people don't, to be had. Exactly. And yeah. people don't, don't immediately notice what you're doing sometimes. Anyway, yeah. there's a whole, yeah, whole host of reasons for it. That's but why they do I just on, do a, a vodka drip in my arm. That's. <laughs> See, that's much better because people Vod- just think you're sick stint. and they'll feel yeah. bad for you. Yeah, yeah. when I start <laughs> falling down and using it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like in, in movies and TV shows, they use it as like the party person mm-hmm. does oh, is yeah. the vodka drinker. And it's like, where's the disconnect between life and art in that case? Like, it could be it, like uh... it could be the writers or or you know the 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 art director there. <laughs> Maybe it's Doth just the protesting thing. too much. It yeah, might just yeah. be a filming thing. Like, well, yeah, you could it's easy to just put water in a glass, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. And the alcoholics always drink like whiskey or something, which is a thing that like most people drink. And I think again, alcoholics in real life don't really whiskey it. It's well, too it's expensive. It's too expensive. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Sorry. That's no, no, why digression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So we're setting Jeremy Piven up to be the dick, uh, which he is. Uh, Didn't like, have to work too hard for me, there. but I got it. It, it was <laughs> yeah. ninety-three. I get it. Yeah. He, no, he also brings a handgun on their RV to a boxing match, and everybody's like, "What the fuck? Why would you do that?" And he's like, Wonderful. "You never know." And it's like, mm, "Gross." Okay. Oh, it it is a literal Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Seth called that one really. Uh, they literally pull it out and he goes, a gun, and then they put it away. And then obviously yeah, it shows up. And as good. soon as it comes out, I'm, I, I think I, as soon as it came out, I texted Zach and I was like, yeah. oh, look, Chekhov's gun. Sure enough, turns out, yeah. Like, it, it sounds like just from what little you've told me so far, this screenplay feels like I bet it was written by t- at least two people. And whatever age group they were, hanging yeah. out in like the middle aged guy cocaine lounge of that age group. 
Yep. And they're yep. just like, but what if there's a gun? Oh my god, a gun! <laughs> like, yeah, everybody yes, loves put, guns. That's going a, in. That's going in. Like, there's yeah. actually only one writer for this, but yeah. um, there there was one final writer. Apparently, the script went through many treatments. There was one that was in like the desert, in like an actual post-apocalyptic something or other, and so this movie was like not getting made. Distance, yeah, yeah, not getting made for a long time, and then they ended up on this Chicago thing, and I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, was like, sure. the, the crazy part is is that the screenplay was written by the same guy who did Ghosts of Mississippi and oh. uh, October Sky. Oh, oh, and mm. Dante's Peak. Oh, <sighs> did uh, did he his, write this? His with name like is, is Louis Colick. Is his name? Huh. Um, well, he really phoned this one in. If that's the case, I wonder if he was like. Because, like, so many people who are, like, script writers in Hollywood don't necessarily get many credits. They just work for studios and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was I uncredited wonder... on Dante's Peak and Along Came a Spider and Hardball. Oh. But he was... He so is it the... sounds like he's, he's a writer's room guy and he's just like, we need you to work on this thing. Right, but he yeah. was the writer of Ghosts of Mississippi and October Sky, which hmm. is very confusing if you've seen this movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. October <laughs> Sky is like, like a, yeah. a quaint, like mm-hmm. thoughtful story. It's like a real movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And Ghost of Mississippi is, you know, a, a very complicated, um, like racist thing. It's yeah. This is a less complicated racist thing, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I guess mean, it's, 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 it's pretty nineties. A lot of this is like they go to the quote hood and there's like oh, a bunch of yeah. little like a bunch of like actual children that are black and they're like are a gang and it's like I guess the nineties this is just what yeah. we did, but like just use a lot of shorthand. Yeah. Racist shorthand, yeah. yeah. Not, not great. Yeah. Anyway, so they got off the freeway after, you know, getting into a fist fight on the freeway. Yeah. Um with a guy in a truck, yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, not was... not with themselves, with a person in an additional vehicle. Yeah, yes. yeah. So they're stuck yeah. in traffic. Uh, you know. Okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, they're they're stuck in traffic. They're like waiting around. They're almost late for their prize fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're watching it on the satellite dish in the in the in the RV. This RV fucked. In case we haven't yeah, made it's that pretty movie. sweet. <laughs> yeah, right. For Zach, you talk about buying a boat someday. I think you should go for an RV. For my neighbor boat. has an RV, and I covet it a lot. Yeah, it looks dope as hell. Mm, my, my parents have bought uh, caravans, not RVs, but they oh. have they they fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, it's a lifestyle. It really yeah, is. Yeah, well, yeah. they definitely want to... I heard it determines your death style. <laughs> yeah. Well, they want to show up at my house, wherever I am, and just camp oh. out for a while. Well, now it sounds less fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yep. Anyway, they, uh, they, they are stuck in traffic because it's Chicago, and yep. traffic is awful. And uh, then they get in a fist fight with a guy... They get out of their cars. Uh, Dorf is the hothead of the group. He's Emilio's little brother. Uh, yeah. And he's younger than everybody. Hmm. Um, yeah, he wasn't and then, even supposed to be here. Yeah. Yeah. He got invited last second. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Piven's like, I got this. And he pulls off. Uh, and they're going through the apocalypse uh, area. And he accidentally hits a guy because he's drunk and not paying attention. Um yeah. Piven immediately just goes, of course, like everything's fine. Let's just keep going. And I think Emilio... I hit a, I hit, I think I hit a dog or a raccoon or something. Yeah, 
uh, Emilio's the like moral weather vane of this situation, and he's like, he's so fuck boring. off. Like, we're gonna go see what this is all about. Emilio is um, a very like real boring life. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the guy is already shot, uh, in including having been hit by the RV, uh, and he has a bunch of money and they're trying to take care in of a him. paper sack. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh, he's a thief, whatever. Like, let him go. Doesn't matter. Um, Ooh, and what then, a fun morality this movie has. Well... Yeah. And this is like minute 10 of the whole thing. It's a yeah. little rough. Yeah. I thought um, you said this was a short summary sack. <laughs> Well, no, I, I derailed us, so... Yeah, I mean, the the fun parts of the, like, uh, the structure is there, and we're gonna... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they're like, all right, uh, let him go, whatever. And then Dennis Leary is the, like, I guess, mob boss? I don't know. He's like, a, he's like a drug drug kingpin sort of situation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He runs the neighborhood drugs. In like mm-hmm. in like the south side of Chicago, like the whitest Boston guy of all time. Like it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, what's his name? The other guy we didn't give you is his like main uh, dude, uh, Peter Green, uh, um, yeah. the henchman. So uh, they catch this That's guy. A good turns role out for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. It, every time, um, they find this guy. This guy robbed. He works for them. He robbed them, and they shoot him in the face. Um, and all the dudes in the RV are kind of like like stuck in an alley and they witness it and Leary sees that they witnessed it. So now they have to kill our dudes. Um, and then basically the rest the of the movie, next, the next maybe 60 or 70 minutes is them least. in a chase scene. Yeah. Hmm. So they're just running around this like bombed it's real out Mad Max Fury Road. Part of, yeah. Yeah. Except of. it's not fun or good or interesting. There's no like depth <laughs> yeah. to it. Yep. It's then um, like running into a tenement and and almost assaulting a bunch of a bunch of people that live in there, and then Dennis yeah. Leary and his thugs show up and mm-hmm. actually assault a bunch of people, and then they escape uh, yep. out the window. It's, it's just then... endless bullshit. And then there's like the infighting. Like Cuba gets mad at Emilio at some point, and like he's like, "We have to run for our lives," and Emilio's like, "No, we gotta like try to save as many of us as possible." Like it's the mm-hmm. obvious shit, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, at yeah, go go ahead. I mean, oh, I was just gonna polish off the ending, and then we can talk about like the the meaty bits, like uh, what happens to Piven. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the only good thing in this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so eventually, all the goons get offed, uh, and only Dennis remains. Cuba is gut shot, and oh, Dorf... Ever Everlast is one of the goons. Yeah, okay. Everlast lasted the longest of the goons. Uh, yeah, I I I think he's. Well, like Dennis Leary had like a best buddy who was green, I think, and then they yeah. kill one of their other guys because Dennis Leary is a hothead and yep. murders him when they're in a sewer chase scene. Yeah, um, it gets pretty deep. Yeah, <laughs> and then Everlast is around. Well, and sewers just... aren't as deep under the street as you'd expect, Zach. I don't know. They ride a fucking water slide down into this one, so like, it, yeah, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everlast is also unrecognizable no i had to look up who he was in this movie and look at pictures of him from 1993 to like match the face yeah um yeah so uh cuba's gut shot dorf took at least one bullet in the leg like everybody's yeah he definitely got shot in the ass yeah 
Ross. Yeah, yep. Jumped up and bit him like Forrest. Uh, yeah, much like Forrest. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> um, so uh, eventually, obviously, Emilio and Leary have to like actually fist fight, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! And uh, this conf- fucking fight. <laughs> so so Seth watched the first half of the movie before me, and I watched the second half before him. Yeah. And I think Seth's literal text was. They're fighting in a fucking wind chime factory? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. It was like a weird they like, like, market they like situation. ended up Yeah, they ended up in like a a, a I, I I don't even a wholesale market maybe yeah. or it was like a something. farmer's markety type thing. Yeah. And and um the thing Emilio has a family and we've established that he's the family man and has yeah, a yeah. has a wife and daughter who didn't want him going out with his delinquent friends. Um yep. to begin with. And at one point he loses his wallet and so the entire movie Dennis Larry is taunting him, being like, Oh hey Emilio <laughs> Come and out I'm and play, play. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, so they're like up there, and and Dennis Leary is you know about to kill him, and is like, oh well, I'm gonna go murder your family too, and then Emilio, dad rages, and then has the worst fit fist fight ever. I, yeah, I, I feel like I had a really good quote in in our um, oh, chat, yeah. Zach, where. He he uh, like hulks out because ooh. Dennis Leary's like just says the word daughter at some point and he's just like yeah and then so he, my my oh, quote it's a very was, uh, Batman v Superman but in reverse kind yeah. of yeah yeah um my my quote was Emilio Estevez in quote a father's rage end quote a pudgy nerd uses the ancient art of quick cut film editing in order to beat <laughs> the shit out of Dennis Leary. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I, you would have thought these guys would have had fight training at all, but the punches are so phantomy. It's just embarrassing. It's like it looks so awful. stupid. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, yeah, but he he pushes him off this balcony thing, and Dennis Leary falls and hits a bunch of like stair railings on the way down, and yeah, snaps his back, dies. Whatever. Yeah, and then uh, the cops find them, and they basically like broke into this market, and the cops like, hey you're a bad guy and he's like i'm not and the cop's like cool and then the movie ends and that's yeah the whole thing. <laughs> do we ever find out who won the fight uh no it is no, of no consequence <laughs> that was no. literally the only thing i cared about in that whole yeah. we don't even get like a emilio going home to his family like redemption shot at the end like that's no, so obvious wait, i don't know how they fucking wait, so who them. so who dies just is it Pippen. Dennis Leary dies? Oh. Dennis Leary dies. All of his thugs die, and, and Everlast, yeah. Dennis Leary, and Piven die. But the other, yes. uh, so to speak, good guys are fine. Yeah, Oops. yeah. Uh, 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 Cuba gets gut shot, and um, you said, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wrote down mercifully Piven dies exactly halfway through the movie, and I I think yes. I literally went like yay, yeah, <laughs> like minute yeah, like minute fifty, yeah. yeah. I can I only imagine even like the script was in uh was kind of tumultuous, right? And so I, I imagine rewrites where they're just like, We don't want to fucking hang out with this guy anymore. <laughs> like, just throw him off the roof and we're done with him. That the, the way so how, that... how does how does yeah. he go out? So um they they like home in so they're running away, being, you know, weird all of them are we being weird shitty assholes. They run into sort of a tenement house because there are lights on they're basically trying to call the cops um to come save them and they can't get cell signal even though piven's cell phone does work um he just is being shitty uh because he 
he vehicular manslaughtered a man already. Um, so he's just trying to cover his own ass. They end up in this tenement house, and uh, they're like... They they home invade these women. These women eventually do help them, and then they are like, "Hey, the the Why? kids move. Uh, the the kids get from this building to the next building from this like ladder they have on the roof. You guys go up there." Uh, there's a bunch of drama. Cuba and Dorf and Emilio get across it, and Piven is a little jackass moron and just is afraid of everything now and he still has a gun for some reason um and he like stays back and is going to negotiate with them because he's a negotiator he's he's a salesman famously yeah he's like i got this and everybody's like oh so mm. this this is a side this is a side quill to uh the goods live hard sell hard is what you're telling me a kind of um, prequel hmm. side quill yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> An alternate history prequel. Yeah. Yes, there we are. <laughs> yep, it's it's like Guns of the South, uh, <laughs> where the South won the Civil War. It's exactly <laughs> like that. Mm, sure. Yep. Um, it's World War One, as if the South won the Civil War. I think that's what it was. Weird. I don't yeah. So no, what would happen if the South won the Civil War and then World would, War One happened? They would side with the Germans. Oh, they oh. would. They're the baddies. That's, it's true. You're, <laughs> yeah, and then it would be Mexico and the southern part of what was once the U.S. teaming together. Oh to take no, out the I think northern I think party. the stupid mm. the stupid thing about that was is that no, the North because they were industrialized sided with the U.K. No, sided with <laughs> Germany, and the oh. South sided with France and and the U.K. Jesus because Christ. they're make agrarian sense. i know i know it was <laughs> it's it's some dumb the, old history i can't even remember what the, the way it would is, the way but... it would play out is the u.s would learn about the zimmerman note in mexico and then the confederacy would align with mexico and make a deal where they will give mexico back the california territories and mm-hmm. they and the southern u.s will roll through the north and take over the industrial part of the nation yeah obviously <laughs> thanks alternate <laughs> i don't even right remember there. anymore yeah. mm-hmm. um and, and obviously germany would win in the in the european theater because now the u.s isn't coming to help france and england yep. yeah man in the there it is yeah. i just wrote it <laughs> yeah i mean this i mean as i recall guns of the south was maybe a time travel thing where like somebody from the future brought an AK-47 and gave it to the South and they managed to somehow manufacture. I would say they that. brought one oh. and then one guy had one because <laughs> how are they going to manufacture that? They don't Stamp have out a bunch of AKs. I, industrial honestly, welding. Like, come on. I, I yeah. don't remember. I just remember that it's Cory Doctorow, maybe, um, who wrote this. Oh. Hmm. Uh, but that's anyway, a fam- that's a famous guy. Who yeah, I feel like I read it in they- high school and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and um even in high school where i didn't curse because i was a good boy Ooh. and mm. um anyway so uh, jeremy piven is up negotiating oh right i feel and, like at this point i already felt it i was like oh he gonna die for sure <laughs> yeah they they have set him up as such the worst human possible that they have to kill him and so yeah. He he's up there negotiating, and Dennis Lair, and he's like giving them his like fifteen thousand dollar ring and all sorts of stuff as a, a down payment because he's yep. gonna pay them later. 
And and then Dennis Leary just chucks him off the building. <laughs> yep. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It was. Great. It was very Does fun. he land in the back of a in the back of a, a, a dump truck and then uh <laughs> Elias Cotius walks by and goes, Oops, and presses the button for the <laughs> the crusher. Like in Teenage Mutant Ninja I was Turtles, say, that's movie a movie for children. TMNT thing, yeah. Oof, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. No, Isn't um, that a dark ending for a kid's movie? <laughs> yeah. Even back when we were kids, I remember being like, oh, yikes. I mean, I get it that TMNT started as a, a parody of ultra-violent comics and was not intended for children, but that movie yeah. was a kid's oh, movie. Wow. No shit. Okay. So the first um, one's actually pretty good. Uh, Secret of the Ooze is also quite good. I the like second Secret one of the fucks. Ooze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're good for very different reasons. How about sure, that? Sure, sure. Uh, like Alien or Mighty Ducks, for instance. Yeah, um, they really are. There, it is yeah. just like that, where they're both good in different genres, very different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Go um, ninja, go ninja, go. Yeah, Vanilla. Ice. Oh, there's another. The only white, time anyone another... has ever liked him. <laughs> An- another white rapper movie. There we go. There oh, we go. Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's satisfying when, uh, Eight mile. that's another, <laughs> true, <laughs> it's very satisfying when Jeremy Piven dies, but ultimately it is, it is inconsequential. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the good guys had to take some attrition, right? Like you can't have all of them live. That'd be kind of like, yeah. And you yeah. said his character has a $15,000 pinky ring. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's something. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that it was real. He claimed it was probably thousand dollars. Sure, because he's yeah. a negotiator. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, Kevin Spacey in that movie, The Negotiator. <laughs> Frank. <Yeah. laughs> Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Um, Seven. <laughs> oh yeah. We're just. Are we just saying movies that he was in? Is that what usually? I think, you could, I think you could make an argument that he negotiates in Seven. Hmm. to yeah. fit our joke our typical joke construction in which we try to undermine the obvious answer sure sure yeah i like that guys are so sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the obvious uh, dragging that foot yep. yeah um in the line like yeah tommy james and the shondells <laughs> i fucking love tommy james and the shondells oh me too dude <laughs> um, that one's for zach and clover yikes i i so i have a couple of trivias i only took two notes um dragging the line lovely my only two notes were piven looks older in 1993 than he does in the present day that's true he does how much do you think the hair plugs have to do with that a lot oh yes Yeah, and the Botox and the God knows, I one thousand percent. His and his ten thousand dollars per cameo. He's he's raking in fifteen, I believe. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. His current IMDb picture does not even look like him. Like he has had a bunch of work done. Um, but yeah, uh, that one. And then Dorf, uh, looks like he auditioned for, but didn't quite make it into Crazy Town the early days. Yeah, I was thinking about Crazy Town. I was wondering, is Crazy Town in any movies? And the closest I could come is one of the running gags in the movie Orange County is uh, people really like the song Butterfly by Crazy Town. It's right in the pocket, uh, date-wise. Yeah, makes sense. Which, by the way, Orange County... We should watch that. For that movie show. is quite good, despite all I remember loving it. Obvious. Yeah. I remember uh, watching it on Comedy Central after I got cable eventually. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I saw it uh, opening night with friend of the show, Jim. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sissy Spacek's daughter, right? Is Yeah. Uh, yeah. Schuler. Uh, I forget yeah. her first name, but her last name's Schuler. No, Schuler mm. Fisk. That's her name. That's her first name. her first name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm. Yeah, Seth, did you have any other notes before we do trivia? Or? Nope. Not a one. Okay. This no, movie is I unremarkable mean, in every way. Yeah. Like, yeah, what? They end up in the Wait, sewer. Wait, Seth, is Schuler pronounced Skyler? Yeah. So, mm. well, I don't want to dox myself. There is a place. It depends. That it depends on regionalities, the world. right? Yeah, there's a place that exists in the world that is pr- spelled exactly like her name and is pronounced Skyler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on where you are, d- depending on the German bastardized pronunciations. I grew up in a town where there was uh, uh, Schuyler Avenue, but it was spelled, you know, S C H E U. Whereas I grew up in a- X L T W E R or whatever. Whereas I grew up in a town where there was a a family of entrepreneurs who had a bunch of disparate businesses that were pronounced Schuler and spelled that way. So makes sense. Phonetic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it depends on how how you wanted to anglicize your um, pronunciation of your name. I mean, I come from a state with a town named Du Bois, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm yeah. into Du Du Bois. <laughs> I come from a state that has a town called Versailles. Oofers. Mm. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> hey, America, you really dropped the ball on this one. A little bit. No. Localization, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Anyway, Zach, trivia, please. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, first off, apparently they were desperately in need of a lead. Um, the Tom Cruise and other notable, very famous people turned this down. Um, if they didn't get a lead actor... On site, was... I imagine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if they didn't get a lead, it was like immediately going to get shut down. Um, and so Emilio, as we mentioned earlier, was sort of past his prime at this point. But yeah, they... I think Mighty Ducks was the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Mighty Ducks is literally my Mighty Ducks 2 is my favorite movie. But like, it is I know I a... bought you the novelization as a wedding present. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, but uh, yeah, so he they were very desperate because they had already sunk some money into the production like pre-production stuff so um, like he was de- like mighty ducks is itself like an admission of like i'm past my prime it's like i'm doing yeah. a kid's movie now exactly yeah. of mm-hmm. course um so he quoted or he asked for like more than twice what they were hoping to pay someone like emilio estevez and they were just like fine fine it's fine um Good i think for emilio. i think it was like four million dollars uh for this movie that did jesus not cost much money yeah I bet he used that money to fund the movie he would later direct about the RFK assassination. Ooh, weird. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. Um, uh, what was the... Oh, uh, second one. During the filming of the rooftop scene, which we just described, um, the cast and crew were stunned by the sounds of random, unexpected, actual gunshots. Um, they ran oh no it gets much sadder they ran downstairs to find a 16 year old kid with his head blown off by another youth of the same age uh, as part of a gang initiation by murder the next day the army was brought in to secure the area and the production was moved elsewhere yikes wow wow. dark shit yeah real bad wonderful yep Um, some more fun ones these they get better um, during the scene where, uh, I guess Piven is attempting to catch up to the police car, uh, the RV or no, no, somebody else. 
Oh, no, yeah, it is Pippin driving. Uh, the RV passes by the location that they shot uh, Always Sunny, the Paddy's Pub exterior shot. Uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> which obviously wasn't a thing at the time, but... Um, yeah, so uh, this is when they moved it, and it was now being shot in Los Angeles, of course. So. Mm-hmm. Right, I say, I, I because kind of infamously, Patty's Pub exterior is not in Philly, even Correct. though it, yeah. it looks like it is. Like, it it kind of sure looks does, like it's yeah. Philly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My, my always sunny story is uh, the episode where um, Dee and Dennis do crack, uh, mm-hmm. the guy oh, they yeah. buy crack from. Uh, that was uh, like three blocks from where I lived in Philly, like, where, they, <laughs> where they shot, <laughs> where they asked for one crack. Uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't live in that bad of a neighborhood. It was, Actually, I, I think mean, I know uh, where you live now. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories yeah, was, about shit that happened in college. I think you might've lived in kind of a not great neighborhood. It was being, it was in the process of being very gentrified by us. Sure. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You know. So Come on down to Patty's Pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, and the last one, I guess this one isn't very happy, but it explains a lot about the movie. Uh, during the opening weekend, there was a shooting at a screening in the Bronx, um, and the local media blamed the movie itself for the incident. In response, it was quickly pulled from distribution and ran only two weeks after opening. Uh, this led to Confusing. a massive failure at the box office, and yeah. it's now yeah. apparent cult status, which is surprising because I have never heard of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's terrible. Like usually, cult yeah. movies have something like endearing yeah. or interesting yeah. about them. Some yeah. redemption, yeah. This, yeah, because because yeah. <laughs> the budget for this was twenty one million. Oh, yes. that's so much money for what you described. <laughs> Yep. Well, I mean, Cuba, Piven, Leary, like it's a lot of people. You know. Hey, there's a. This is another. I've got another college story in relation to hey, this movie. Okay. Now. Uh, Great. <laughs> the movie theater that was in the lobby of the apartment building I lived in in my first year of college, and in, in in the the, the the city of brotherly love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, free tickets available to anyone who lived in our apartment building for opening night, and then Whoa. at like six o'clock, they went over. We had loudspeakers for some reason. They went over the loudspeaker and said. No one come to the movie theater. There was a shooting. <laughs> I was going to say free movie theater sounds dope as hell, but in hindsight, uh, mm. it was a real sucky movie theater, but we went all well, the time. Yeah, of course. Of course you Why did. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Sounds Good awesome. God. Yeah. They had turtles in time in the lobby. That was Ooh. dope. Ooh. Yeah. Sure enough. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, right. So, so I said this, this cost 21 million. Uh, yeah. How much, how much do you reckon it, it made? Based on it only playing for two weeks and mm. there being like an up, like outrage at at it because of a shooting, mm. one point three million. Oh no, it made quite a bit more than that. A surprising yeah. amount more. Yeah. It made seventeen, uh, <laughs> uh, twelve, twelve mm-hmm. million right in the middle of thirty-six thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. On a bad movie that. that got immediately canceled, twelve is like surprisingly high couldn't yeah. get that extra dollar to pull it up to a to a round number i mean <laughs> yeah i know right yeah yeah there's too, one too many matinees that's what it is yeah <laughs> I suppose so yeah you guys remember well first of all do you remember going to the movie theater because i do uh just barely <sighs> just just a, a hint of it. you know zach it's the most so recent long. i looked this up because i have the the app for the alamo on my phone the oh. most recent movie i went to before the pandemic was barry linden oh um, jesus <laughs> Mm-hmm. that does feel like one right, a long time ago <laughs> and literally the day before i went to the movies to see stop making sense the talking heads oh movie. i remember you doing that one yeah. oh I so good that and, whew, anyway 
Um, if movie theaters only... cease to exist, stop making sense and Barry Lyndon as your final two movies is pretty fucking dope. That's for <laughs> that me especially. That is like <laughs> that is kind of does a good job of explaining yeah. who I am. Yeah, <laughs> you, your life is fulfilled at this point, I think. Yeah, um, but what I was just saying is, do you guys, do you guys remember when? Do you guys remember when movie theaters had matinees? Like a matinee pricing? Yeah. I, like when we were kids and it was like six bucks or whatever. Yeah. Even I used to go when I was still living at home before I went to college in Philadelphia. <laughs> I was doing college at home briefly um, to so I didn't have to miss an entire year. Because here's the thing I don't think I brought up on the show before. I dropped out of college. <laughs> but look at him now. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm. And then I went back. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I, I did some classes at home, and every Thursday after our, uh, me and, and a couple of our my friends, none of whom have been on the show, um, after our morning class that we had at like 8 a.m. on a Thursday, we would just drive Fuck to the that. movie theater and pay $4 to watch anything, so literally good. anything. Sometimes yep. we'd do two. Like, yep. It was great. It was a fucking dream. The other mm. thing that doesn't exist anymore that I wish still did was the movies that have been out of normal theaters for a couple months, and it only cost oh, $2 like $2. Theaters? Yeah. Whoa. In the town we all went to school and had one of these for a bit. And it yes. was fucking uh, that's where the I saw, best. Yeah. That's where I saw The Wolverine. I saw literally <laughs> the final showing that was ever at that theater, and it was wow. The Wolverine at oh. midnight on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. That's wow. good shit. Yeah. yeah, for two bucks. Yep. Also, when I lived in Kentucky, there was a uh, Cinemark on one side of a parking lot and a $2 theater run by Cinemark on the <laughs> other side of the parking lot. They just Fuck. walk the, the drives across? That's fun. Yeah, me and my partner used to just park in the middle and we'd go see a new movie and then we'd go see an older movie that we missed. Hell like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that does sound great. I do miss theaters. I know. It's Seth, so you've been to that movie theater. We went to see Star Trek Into Darkness. Into Darkness, oh. yeah. Uh, yep. I feel like I was drunk. I, was I drunk? <laughs> we just walked like five miles to get there, I think, oh, is what it was. that was it. So Walk I was drunk. just exhausted. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm. We walked by at least two Dairy Queens on the way, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do remember the Dairy Queens. Natch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this um, movie made a surprising amount of money. It yes. did for twelve million you know, bucks. It's, yeah. it's short run, but man, it sucks. God. I mean, and they they scraped it together to try to get it made and everything, and then it just like kind of fizzled in every possible way. Like it yeah. just sounds like the a idea, real bummer. Yeah. So like the the idea you mentioned, where it was like a post apocalypse, sounds way more interesting. I think. Don't quote me on this. I want to say. John Carpenter wrote that version of the script. I will have to check the trivia again, but like, Ooh. yeah, that one could have fucked for sure. Yeah, because then it's like you don't have to like be racist about your casting. Sure, it's like your your gangs in the apocalypse. It's just like it's the fucking apocalypse. Yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, so so the the one final notable thing about this is people apparently are. The producers of this thought that they really had something going with the uh, with the music. Oh yeah, <laughs> weird. Um, Notably, no Everlast songs, which seems like was, an oversight. That was my there next is, question. There is a House of Pain song. <laughs> oh shit, really? Okay, which is Everlast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah cool. There's, there's. So like, it's, it's all such like the kids are into the hippity hop. Yeah. Um, mm. And it, it was a bunch of white people in the, I guess, uh, what was supposed to be the black part of Chicago. And yeah, it was just a, a bunch of hip hop. And I was like, I think you're 
not paying attention to what's going on yeah. here. Yeah. So the first yeah. one is Helmet and House of Spain. I don't know who Helmet is, but I think and that then, was like a grunge band. And then we have it, uh, I was gonna guess like a new metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have uh Teenage Fan Club, De La Soul, Living Color, Run DMC, Biohazard, Onyx, Slayer, Ice T. Slayer. <laughs> yeah, there's some Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Some these are like a lot Sonic of legitimate Youth. bands. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe that's Mud- where the 21 million. Mudhoney and Sir Mixalot, Dinosaur Junior, and Del Funky Homo Sapien. Wow, um, I don't remember most of these being. And then Pearl Jam like and a- Cypress Hill. This so, sounds like a soundtrack I would listen to. I was going to say, it sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, uh, you'd weird. think, but. <laughs> hmm. Not so much. Uh, I mean, it's just, it just, it just seems so, so disconnected from what's happening in the thing, other than to be like, ooh, we're in the city, and also, uh, here's some vague rap music. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, when it's like, we won, and the guys who were shot are going to the hospital. It's like aggressive rap song over the credits, and it's like, oh, yeah, seems a little weird. Okay, mm. yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah, um, this this is another diversion, which of course we've had many in this episode. Naturally, but I, I just I just wanted to say this. I was um, looking up MTV Unplugged earlier today, just because I remembered that it existed. Mm-hmm. And there were way more episodes than I thought, apparently. But I, yes. I just... Can I read you the musical artists from the 1991 episodes of MTV Unplugged? Yes, but you're ruining my weekend because I'm going to have to watch all of them now. Thank you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so in 1991, these are the musical artists that performed on MTV Unplugged. The Cure. Great. Huh. Mm-hmm. Really I'm already I can, get behind, I can get behind that. Even me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Paul McCartney, skip bringing the bringing the heat. I mean, it doesn't matter what you feel about him. This is an incredibly famous man. Oh, absolutely, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, one of the most. Yeah. Sting, height of his powers, uh, one might say. Bass, oh. guitar, acoustic doesn't translate well, but sure. Yeah. Wait, yeah. am I Sting or is Zach Sting? I own I an acoustic I'm bass guitar. Okay, well, right. Yeah, no, but no, Zach. No. <laughs> Zach, You're Brian didn't Adams. Call. Yeah, Zach was Brian Adams. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh fuck me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you remember the, that, the greatest regret of my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, you didn't, that you didn't call the other. That, that I joined that of... conversation thirty seconds too late. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm Rod Stewart. Um, Obviously, look at that hair. I'll, I'll here's the, here's the, I'll run down the rest of them. Uh, REM. Mm-hmm. Oh, that incredible. could be in 1991. Fucking incredible oh, for sure. Um, there was a special Yo MTV Raps uh, retrospective episode that had LL Cool J, uh, mm. De La Soul, a tr- and a Tribe Called Quest on it. That sounds awesome. I remember Cool J doing an Unplugged, and everybody was like, what is this? Why? Why? Huh? <laughs> yeah. And they, they finished the season out with Elvis Costello, which- Oh, okay. Solid. Radio. Love radio. Elvis Costello. Yeah. Let me say, the pers- the band that I omitted- that was smack dab in the middle of all of these things between Paul McCartney and Sting. Winger. <laughs> in 1991. So huh. I feel like in 1991, MTV was just like fucking 
the murderers row Yankees popping dingers <laughs> over the fence at every at bat. And then uh, some guy stubbed his toe and they sent up little Jimmy can't see. And it's fucking winger. Like <laughs> little Jimmy can't see that had to be some like exec was like a huge fan of winger or something like there. That is inexplicable. Otherwise. Yeah. Wow. I know that was like five minutes that we didn't need, but I just, I hey, really felt uh, yeah. I wanted to grab that opportunity since that's, you brought up De La Soul. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. All right. Uh, should we do the rates? Yeah. Okay. Let's get there. All right. So the IMDb rating with 15,495 votes is a 6.7. Yeah. So high. <laughs> Surprisingly yeah. high. Yeah. For a Piven project? Or... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or an Emilio. Either way, it's like, what? Yeah. Uh, Seth, hey, go for it. Ordinary fucking people, man. Emilio's, Emilio's been in good stuff. Oh, he's always been uh, fine in my book, but, uh, you know, it's statistically. Um, mm. Okay. Uh, so, Lee, for your not not a faux, faux documentary, because I don't think that it likes its characters well enough to do that. Hey. A fictional documentary style film in which the fictional characters uh, experience the same fallout for their behavior as the people in the real world. That is a jumble of a category at Sundance, but yeah, all right. <laughs> Listen, Redford's getting old. He's letting things slip. He's yeah, I guess off on it. so. It's fine. I guess so. Yeah. Um, uh,. Right, and you know, I I do like your waiting till the end for your your teacher of the year uh, reveal. Yeah, <laughs> um, just just to show you, hey, gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody in this was gross. So um, I'm gonna give you like a like a seven. Okay, I think. that feels uh, generous. Yes, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, as for the original. It felt like a million hours watching it. <laughs> yeah, it was I, a two day or at least for you, maybe. Yeah, days, it was because I, I like I had a, I had as usual a hell of a week, but man, yeah. it just like eh, I don't. I care. feel I feel like you and I you and I suffer through that a lot. Yeah, we suffer through not being able to watch these movies in one sitting often. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. does happen. Um, I don't know. I was I was pretty bored during most of it, and I think I zoned out for a whole lot of that sewer scene. Um, which it is was lengthy, <laughs> which was like thirty minutes. Yep, <laughs> where they're running around a sewer. I don't know, drowning each other and then shooting each other and then fuck. I don't. I don't even know. It's almost um, like they didn't need thirty minutes for that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give this like a four. I was thinking the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi, Zach. I, yeah, as often happens, this is a shittier version of the things that were good in this time, like The Rock or Con Air or whatever. Like this, like, action kind of chase, like, what's going to happen? And this is just, like, popular, I guess. And so somebody was like, hey, we could probably do that too. And the ensemble action chase genre. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. except the other movies had better actors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, this, the actors in this were like, surprisingly good and it, it not the sum of its parts by any means uh hey there's a there's an oscar winner in this cast so cuba 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. God. I was like, I don't remember Dennis Leary winning a fucking Oscar. But <laughs> if anything, he would have won it for Demolition Man. But um, oh, that's true. Well, where he plays you himself. Know that movie where he just does his stand-up routine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it had no while written wearing, lines in the script. They're just like, yeah, do wearing whatever. Tire armor, I think. Yep. Yeah, he definitely. Had, no, no. Um, uh, Benjamin uh, Bratt wears tire armor. In that no, movie. Vlad, oh. uh, uh Blade. Blade wears tire armor. Wesley. Yeah, Blade. Wesley. <laughs> I couldn't remember Wesley's name. Uh, I feel like if you couldn't remember Wesley Snipes' name, he might be okay with Blade being the character. You yeah, reference. right. Yeah, uh, sure. yeah. If if there are two men named Wesley Snipes, the pale Englishman is him every time. <laughs> every time, Liz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do love Michael Sheen. Yeah, Michael Sheen did a good job with that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish yeah. I had tire armor. This 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 movie is nothing. Uh, I think four is perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will also go four. Um, yeah, Lee, your thing was great. I think the thing, the teacher reveal was amazing. Uh, the mm-hmm. thing that really does it for me is, uh, you had also said that this was, you were imagining like a nineties kind of situation. So a lot of this happened in your movie before all of these bad things happened in real life. Um, mm-hmm. like, uh, the Cuba stuff, for instance, um, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Uh, like a weird twisted foreshadowing situation. So, yeah, I mean, like just for anybody, all four of you listening uh <laughs> look this shit up it's upsetting it's all quite real mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah I'll, I'll go like an eight i think it was great uh also hey, thank you kind of buck the trend like i like making up an entirely new genre for a thing that's fun yeah so um now will you guys give me a quick score on my night court uh arthurian ten. legend ten. movie obviously thank ten. y'all yeah. thank y'all <laughs> ten hundred percent yep uh, all right. Uh, next week will be me with a uh, really on the nose title, Assault on Precinct 13. It sure is. Yeah, yeah. But Zach, what kind of assault? Yeah. I think I'm going to have to chop and screw this one, Seth Style. I don't know what else Listen, to do. Like, yeah. What happened to Precincts 1 through 12? <laughs> oh, fun. It's true. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make See, the 13th yeah. movie in like a Halloween style series of movies. <laughs> all about oh, that's ass fun. Buns. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot Ass of backstory. Salt. I'm gonna have to. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Porno movie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Or, or salt collect. Or in a world where the oceans have dried up, the only way to collect salt is by ass sweat. So it's ass salt. We just Ooh. write that down real well, fast, and yeah, we're good. Yeah. Why did Why did you do that? You ruined it, Lee. <laughs> And also, it's the Hunger Stop. Games. So there's thirteen. There's thirteen priests. Hunger that, Games was the thir- first thing that came to mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah was there, there's thirteen in the Hunger Games, right? They live in District Thirteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to all eat ass to get out of it. Now, Seth, you mentioned porno earlier. That is a genre we have not yet covered, <laughs> and I am fucking jazzed up about that. Yeah. It's gonna get fucking wild next week, folks. <laughs> yeah, guys. So just for everybody listening, when we record an episode, we usually talk for a few minutes or more before we start. Mm-hmm. I think we only talked for like five minutes before this one, yeah, before five, we started recording. Five or six, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How is this going to be one of our longest episodes ever? <laughs> I, yeah, again, it, I'm looking at the timestamp on my, on my recording yeah. software here and it's like, it's yeah. fucking kidding we, me. We got a real Just, shared mood this week, I think. Uh, this yeah, happens yeah. historically. Fair, we, but... we, we spent a lot of time in digression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we did. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, just to just just to get us out of here, uh, you know. Until next time, Don Julio. I'll drink whatever <laughs> you put in front of me. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> there we are. Perfect. That's the cut. <laughs>